Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. It is the best of times. It is the worst of times. In other words, it's like all other times. And yet, I was reading that uh, suicide rates are at their highest level in a very long time in America. Mainly males are committing suicide, predominantly white males. And we kind of know why. You don't have to read a book on it. Suicide amongst males, four times higher than among women. Male deaths representing 79% of all U.S. suicides. And uh, there are reasons for this. Why? You could probably figure it out for yourself. You could say it's a lack of religion to start with, which is 100% true to a certain extent, because there's not a religion on earth that condones suicide. All religions consider committing suicide one of the greatest sins, including Islam. Committing suicide is one of the greatest sins that Islam banned. It's even greater than murder. Judaism, suicide in Jewish law, very serious offense. Christianity, serious offense. Buddhism does not condone suicide. Many idiots in Marin County think they're Buddhists. They don't even know what Buddhism is. They put their hands in front of themselves when they ask for a glass of water in a Chinese restaurant and they think they're Buddhists. Buddhism condemns it. Hinduism condemns condemns it. But I don't want to go into only the religion part. What I intend to do for you today is talk about civilization and its discontents. Why? Well, let me go back a bit. First of all, listening to the Savage Seminar in graduate studies in many areas, and today I want to talk about a subject that maybe you touched on in college, maybe you never went to college. When I went to college, and I'm talking about undergrad, and I'm talking a long time ago, Freud was considered the greatest genius uh, in psychology, psychiatry. He invented psychoanalysis in the 1890s. And then he was basically put down by the feminists and those lesser lights who said he was no longer relevant. And then with the advent of of psychopharmaceuticals, it was thought that psychoanalysis was useless and passe, just take drugs and alter the moods or dig into the subconscious, forget about the subconscious, doesn't matter, just bury it all. But I think Freud still is considered by myself one of the greatest minds of all time. And I want to talk about his his essay on civilization and his discontents for a reason and how it relates to violence and suicide in our society today. I realize it's a big topic. I realize it's not about Trump. I realize it's not about Soleimani. I realize it's not about crazy Nancy Pelosi caving in. But you know what? There's a limit to all of that crap, and I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to go back to when I was in college civilization as discontents was popular, as was Freud, for two reasons. In other words, if you, if you heard the title of his essay, Civilization as Discontents, what was it saying to you? It was saying whatever you feel like doing, do it. 
if it's if it feels good, do it. Do it in the road. Become go go native, go primitive. Uh, throw away the shackles of civilization and be free. That was the hippie ethos. Of course, it was all false, and it led to the death and suicide of an entire generation. But nevertheless, because Freud also used cocaine at the time, of course, cocaine was a medical pharmacological agent. It was not illegal. He used cocaine, and he wrote a book about the wonders of cocaine. He was wrong about that, for sure. He didn't quite know how addictive it was. But nevertheless, because he used cocaine and because this great mind uh, said that there was a civilization that had discontents to it, he was very popular. And people used that idea to uh, basically throw off the shackles of all civilization and all, all constraints upon their, their, their um, impulses. Let's put it to you that way. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, we can make it prosaic and we could just say to you, why do you think that so many men in America, particularly white males, are committing suicide? I know it's a terrible topic. I mean, why is the suicide epidemic raging? Where does it come from? Why? People say it's because of the religion thrown out the window. That's part of it for sure from my point of view. But someone writes this on my Twitter feed, antidepressant culture, loss of blue-collar work, stagnant wages, liberal cosmopolitan snobbery at working folks, people being told to get in touch with their feelings, all bad things that have led to rampant drug overdoses and suicide plague. That's pretty good. Do you have any ideas on this? Have you thought about this, or do you not want to talk about it? Would you rather talk about something else, Nancy Pelosi caving in, the crazy woman with tardive dyskinesia? It looks like tardive dyskinesia to me which, as you all well know, is a side effect of certain medications. Uh, if inappropriate facial gestures, smiling at her own jokes, the spittle, the, uh, the TD gate. Maybe someone got to her and said, everyone sees through you, Nancy. You know, the queen has no clothes. It's enough already. Stop. Okay. So everyone sees that she belongs in an asylum. You know, whatever. You can't mock a crazy person. But she is running the uh, Congress. That's all. Now, remember, everyone gets an A in the Savage Graduate School of Political Science today. Oh, if you want to go down a little bit on the mental level, we can go talk about this again. He married down and ruined his life. I did it yesterday. It was very, very interesting how many people called on that subject. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. He married down and ruined his life. And I got more responses to that on my Twitter feed than almost anything I put up in the last year. It's astounding that... This odd couple is attracting so much attention in the world. And that's clearly true that he married down and he ruined his life. And I talked about marrying down and how did it affect your life. And I remember a gentleman called the show and said uh, he's in his 50s. He married the wrong woman the first time and she ruined his life thereafter. Nothing was ever right after that. What do I mean by marrying down? Let's make it simple. You've worked all your life. You own a house. You own some property. You have some savings. You've, you put your kids through college, and uh, your daughter wants to marry uh, a guy who has nothing, no property, no education. Nice guy, good-looking, very rugged-looking guy. Maybe he's a nice guy. But is that marrying down or marrying up? Will he ruin her life? Will he take her money and then dump her or turn it around the other way? What about you? Have you married down and ruined your life? Uh-huh. I don't know. This is a topic as well. Does it relate to civilization as discontents? No. 
So let's go into these topics in a little more detail. Uh, suicide is a topic, very cheerful little topic, which is why I played Celebrate right now. I didn't want to bum you out completely and have a mass suicide on my hands. In 1929, Freud wrote, the inclination to aggression constitutes the greatest impediment to civilization. He saw both socialism and fascism arriving, arising in Europe, both fascism and socialism, which to him were twin evils. He knew they were twin evils. He also knew that they were twins. The only people who don't know that they're twins are the medicated youth of America today who do not know that socialism and fascism are twins. So we can go into this if you'd like. What do I mean by the inclination to aggression constitutes the greatest impediment to civilization? All of civilization is created to curb aggression. The naturally aggressive instincts of mankind are curbed by civilization. That means laws. That means the police. That means judges. That means our entire legal system is meant to constrain aggression in our society. So when you have animals in the streets attacking individuals for no reason other than their race or their religion, as is the case of the epidemic against Orthodox Jewish people in New York, you have to ask yourself, why are such aggressive individuals being released on the streets and why are they out on the streets? Why are they allowed to rampage? Well, you go to the leadership of New York where he's given them a green light. The Blasio has said, we're not going to prosecute such crimes. So the 13-year-olds do what they do best, which is act like animals. And that's why that's happening. Now, there's a story out of New York, if you want to make it very topical today on this particular subject, in the uh, Daily News. And um, it's about a judge. I got to get my hands on this one right now. Here it is. Here we go. Okay. NY Daily News. I, I don't download the articles because you have to pay. But the headline's interesting. Manhattan judge over prosecutor's objections releases suspect in two violent street assaults without any bail. Now, that's coming in San Francisco where a terrorist was just made district attorney. See, the liberal way is the terrorist way. The liberal way is to foment violence in the streets and then say it's because of the uptight white society. That, that's the psychosis of liberalism. You know, until they're beaten up in the street or raped in the street, they don't even understand what they're talking about. These are people who work in the hothouse of academia. And they think there are no consequences to releasing psychopaths into the streets. Oh, but they'll find out one day. 855-407-282 is the phone number. These are the topics. Any one of them is uh, fair game. I, uh, I got some great calls here. And I think one of the main topics that's catching fire here is the male suicides. Why do you think so many white males are committing suicides? Who's doing it to them? Well, they're doing it to themselves. And we've touched on some of the uh, reasons for it. Suicide among males is four times higher than among females. Male deaths represent 79% of all U.S. suicides. Why? I'm not going to look at WHO for the answer. They're not going to give me the answer. They're going to give me data and statistics that cover up the real answers. Because it all goes to the doxies of the left. It all goes to the doxies of the anti-white male left, by the way, in plain English. That may be too simplistic for those of you who are highly sophisticated and far more intelligent than my average listener. I understand that. You live in your own bubble of superiority. 
But at the end of the day, maybe you don't know what you're talking about, and I do. I'll be right back. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Hey, here's a question. How did you sleep last night? Did you spend the night tossing and turning, worrying? Now look, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds, wheelchairs. Well, in 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. Now, what does that mean? How is Purple different from other mattresses? Listen, the Purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced. Why? because it uses the brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that I'm used to or you're, you're used to. No, no. The purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the very same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable. Unlike foams, it's breathable so it sleeps cool. It ends up giving you the zero gravity-like feel so it works for any sleeping position. Okay, 100-night risk-free trial. You're not satisfied? You can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free at-home setup, old mattress removal. You ready? You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to do this. You ready? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Text S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. S-A-V-A-G-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Man and woman no longer have any meaning. Family no longer has any meaning to, to so many people. Uh, then you add in the toxic mixture of the psychopaths who are so brilliant they wind up in the entertainment industry and produce a reflection of their own inner psychosis on the people through their artwork, meaning movies, uh, music. See what I'm saying? They project their own madness onto the people with their movies. So the society gets crazier with the release of each film. Now, what am I talking about? It could be the one, uh, The Joker, for example. Now, that was a, a movie about a psychotic who breaks down and kills people. Many marginal people watch it, and they will break down watching it. Or you take Scorsese, as brilliant as he is as a filmmaker, what are his films fundamentally about? The glorification of violence, the normalization of violence, the coolness of violence, so in, in other words, he's perverted the mind of America with his movies, Scorsese. A brilliant guy, brilliant movies, each scene carefully constructed. A movie is made uh, frame by frame, as they say. An artwork, but an artwork of what? It's an artwork of hell. 
through the eyes of uh, Scorsese. So he glorifies aggression, and then we have more aggression in society. So again, going back to Civilization is Discontents by Sigmund Freud, very important work, and uh, it, it was um, it was very popular when I was in in college because what it was saying. You just say that to anyone. Oh, have you read Freud's Civilization is Discontents? Immediately, the kid gets the message: Civilization makes you unhappy because of its constraints. So go ahead and uh, have sex in the road. Go ahead and shoot up drugs. If you feel like sleeping with your fraternity brother, tr- check it out. It means nothing. Your girl, sleep with your sorority sister. It means nothing. Religion is dead. God is dead. The only thing that lives is your, is your id. Whatever you feel like doing, do it. Well, how has society uh, evolved as a result of that? It's devolved. It hasn't evolved. Now, Freud, again, one of the great minds of all time, uh, in the 1930s, he saw the oncoming threat of communism and fascism. They were both different forms of collective society. And at the time, Freud wondered whether civilization was in decline. And then he asked at the end of this essay, Civilization is Discontents, can societies themselves, like human beings, become neurotic or overcome by an excessive anxiety regarding their base impulses of loving and destroying or love and destruction? And he uses the idea of an architectural ruin to describe the phases of the mind and how the mind contains in its present state, listen to this, all the states it has passed through to reach the present from infancy. In other words, whether you know it or not, your mind still contains the earlier phases of yourself. And the idea that thoughts or feelings may be buried in your mind which should be, which can be recovered by the psychoanalyst, is actually originally this great genius, Sigmund Freud's, and this idea uh, that thoughts and feelings are buried in the mind, that can be recovered by the psychoanalyst, is now seeped into the culture. But it was once only a claim of psychoanalysis. But everyone accepts that today. Very few people don't understand that that thoughts or feelings might be buried in the mind. I mean, everyone's working on their feelings, right? What's really down there? Sometimes you find out you don't want to know what's down there. Sometimes it's better leave it alone. Sometimes you leave the soil on the past. You don't disinter the past every second. So these are some of the ideas of the inclination to aggression that we're seeing today, which is, uh, it's like a fight in our society right now between the desire for uh, civilization and a desire to destroy civilization. And as far as I am concerned, from a strict political point of view, the Democrat Party is a society of destroying our civilization. They want to destroy everything that's been built up. Think about it. They put down white males. They put down white male culture. They put down Western civilization. If that's not destructive, tell me what is destructive. Tell me what is destructive. If every day you poison the minds of our children, by condemning white males who have given the world 98% of all the inventions in the world today. You want me to read you the list? I'll be glad to do it for you. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Wow, 60 seconds is an eternity. You realize what you could do in 60 seconds? You listen to an ad, how long it is? 
Oh man, try to pack 60 seconds. Try to pack everything into 60 seconds. Now stretch it out to a two-hour radio show where you're original, you're not derivative, you're not a copycat, you don't steal your ideas from everyone else and make believe you're a genius and call yourself the greatest person on earth. If you're actually an original, try to fill that 60 seconds to see what it's like. So, suicide and violence in America as it relates to Freud. Why is the suicide epidemic raging? And I read a little bit about the synopsis of Freud on civilization as discontents. I should ask you which books have influenced your life, but that maybe get too political. I want to ask you, why do you think so many white males are committing suicide? It's largely males and largely Caucasian males who are committing suicide in America. Why do you think that is? New York, Lee, I'm sorry, Lee, on line eight. Lee, tell us why you think men are killing themselves in America. Well, it's exactly what you said. It's all tied in together. The guys are getting emasculated, okay? They want to destroy everything that's good and wholesome and right in our culture. Until no warmth, no feeling, everyone's confused. No one knows if they're a boy or a girl. They don't know how to behave. If a guy gives you a seat in the subway, he doesn't know if he's going to get slapped or he's going to get thanked or if he's going to get cursed out. Nobody knows how to behave. They want to make a nation of robots, okay? And they're succeeding it. I see it. My kid just, you know, is in college, and my son's in college. Terrible. You don't know what to even teach him. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to tell the girls. Um, so if your son goes up to a girl he finds attractive, he actually is afraid to even go up to her for fear she'll smack him or call, or call, or call the campus police. I hope it's not that bad. If it is, he's not telling me. But I can see it. I mean, you know, he saw, he came, luckily. I'm from the old Soviet Union, from Kiev, actually. I came here as a little girl. And my husband is, is older, so he's from the old school. He's like a Trump type of a, a guy. And we understand each other. That it's not, you know, it's not demeaning, you know, when a guy, you know, gives you his seat or opens the door for you. And I, I love coming well, well, I'll tell you something. As an old school guy myself, I always hold a door for usually anyone behind me, but especially a woman. Do you know how many times women will walk through that door that I hold open for them and not even say thank you to me? Yeah, of course not. Because do you know what you want to do after they do that? You want to spit in their face, but you don't. Yes, yes, absolutely. My husband won't do it anymore because he, he sees what's going on. New York is, is, is a cesspool. The whole, this is what they're trying to do. This is- right. This is how you break down a society by changing the norms to such an extent that no one knows what to do. You disintegrate the society and you bring about violence and disorder. My friends who call themselves feminists from Yale and Harvard. I went to NYU, thank God. I didn't get that dirty. Like I said, I came here when I was 10 years old from Kiev. So I know men, women. Both my parents were civil engineers. My mom came home. She was happy to make dinner. My father came home. He helped whatever had to be done. There's still traditional roles. If you don't have the traditional roles in the family, if a woman is not allowed to, and I'm not saying it works for all women, you know, obviously if you're a lesbian, you don't want to do it, that's fine. It's America. You don't have to. And if you're, you know, a gay male, you want to do, you know, your your thing, do your thing. It's America. No one's going to trash you like they do in Iran and throw you off a building. But luckily, like I said, we're in America. But it's like live and let live. That's the big difference between us, the conservatives, and the socialist fascists. You mean instead of letting them impose their mentality upon the whole society and make you cave into that, isn't that what you're saying in plain English? Absolutely. And choke on it. That's all they love to do. 
They say my way or no way. That's socialism. That's the shit that we ran away from, from the freaking Soviet Union. And this is what's happening right here and now. And that's why the men don't know who the hell they are or what to do. And the women don't either. You know, I love you. You sound like my aunt. Uh, My aunt, uh, you you sound just like, I used to love, uh, she passed away years ago, but she was so clear. She was so clear in her views. She didn't mince words, Russian. Uh, probably from Minsk, by the way, which is not too far from Kiev. Am I right? There you go. Um, yeah, it's close, close by. I'm All right. So, but this woman was so, like, I if, I, if if I got a cut on my head from someone threw a rock on my head in, let's say, a little boy fight, I wouldn't go to my mother. My mother, God rest her soul, would get hysterical and, and scream and lay down on the floor. I'd go to my aunt from Russia. She'd look at it, put peroxide on it, put some water on it, put a bandage on it, throw me, and go back out and play. This is the Russian way. But... Okay, later on, I got to tell you another ant story. So it's summertime. It's like 102 degrees in South Fallsburg, New York. And there's a butcher up there who was a bit of a crook. And everyone knew he was a bit of a crook. This woman would bring her winter fur coat to buy chopped meat in that store because she'd go in the freezer with him in the summer to make sure he would. She'd pick a steak, for example, and say, grind it up. Well, the grinder was in the freezer. And he Usually, I was the butcher boy. He would switch the steak, put it on the shelf, and bring down pre-ground chuck and sell it. She knew that. She'd go in the in the freezer with him with the overcoat. Would you believe it? I was a little girl in Kiev, okay? You come to a butcher, everything says green meat, and, and the freaking flies are all over. <laughs> That's Bernie Sanders' dream for America, so he could have all the good meat for his communist friends. There's a special place for him in hell, so listen to the story. So my mom would say, because she was beautiful, and the butcher liked her, and she gave him nice you know, money under the table, and he would take me in the back, and I could pick out the most beautiful piece. He'd help me, because I was a kid. I was just like eight or nine years old. I, mean, I got to stop you right here. This is a family show. We don't want to go too far with this story. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. That's not what I'm trying to say. Is no, no, no. There's no sex or anything. What I'm saying is that real communism, you don't, you, you know, they won't change a sheet under a woman in, in, the, in the hospital or a man. Who, 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 who are, they won't do a thing for you until you pay them under the table. Everything they're feeding us are lies, and these people are buying it. Why are the American youth so stupid to not understand that socialism has been tried and what it, what it has yielded? Why do they not know what you know? How are they that dumb that they could fall for a horse face like occasional cortex? This is the truth, because you and I know the truth, and they don't. And- but how could a liar and a, a, a gunniff crook like occasional cortex, who is really a devious, stupid person, get away with such lies? Yes, because the media allows it. That's propaganda, Soviet-style propaganda. So why is it that rich guys in the media like Wolf Blitzer and, and the others, why do they want communism? You know why? They don't understand it. They think they're going to be all right. They're going to be the elite. The top people in communism lived very well. They had drivers. They had cars. They had the best of everything. But the other 99.9% that got shot on. So Jake Tapper dreams of a world where he continues to make 7 to $10 million a year. He has a driver and a bodyguard, and no one has a gun. No one can even look at him the wrong way without him calling the secret police. And people defecating on streets because they don't walk on streets. They have drivers. They step in and out, right? You know the truth. The problem is that it, uh, I, I, it takes about 20 years to corrupt the nation, and they're succeeding because they penetrate our schools. They're teaching them shit. They're making them into. Oh, oh, Robert, you better work. You better work that that uh, button, the kill button. Lee, you're the greatest. You're a great caller. 
You're so alive, and I want to thank you for breathing some Russian reality <laughs> into the savage nation. So somebody tweets this, and they say, with the rise of feminism, boys and their needs were pushed aside, resulting in a generation of men still struggling with adolescent problems that were never addressed or resolved, unable to identify their place in society, and struggling to find it. Now, again, what are we talking about? We're talking about civilization and its discontents as a lead concept. The great essay written by one of the greatest minds of all time, Sigmund Freud, who invented psychoanalysis in the 1890s. And uh, he writes in his outline of a psychoanalytic theory that uh, you may have heard this, the, the parts of the mind, the ego, the id. You've heard of all of those things. We don't want to go into psychiatry 101 here. But he claims they're all vying with each other at all times. But what's most interesting to me about his theory and his theories, and I read almost all of Freud many years ago. I read all of uh, Freud. I read all of, uh, um, uh, what's the other one, who stole his theories? The uh, Jung. I read all of Jung at the time. Jung was a, a proto-Nazi, by the way. And there are many Jungian psychiatrists in the country today. They don't even know that Jung himself uh, stole many of his ideas from Freud and stole Freud's seat in the universities. The minute Freud was basically thrown out of Germany because he was a Jew, uh, what's his name, uh, I Jung, took, uh, took advantage of that and took his, uh, his seat. But getting back to the main point, which is that Freud asked the question whether societies, whole societies like people can become neurotic or overcome by an excess of anxiety. The answer is yes. Our society is extremely neurotic right now. And we are now reverting to our base impulses towards love and destruction. Remember what I just said. The two base impulses are love and destruction. They're not destruction or love. They're both love and destruction. And if you look at our society today, you could see it having moved towards these two uh, impulses. And again, uh, uh, citing Freud, he used the idea of an architectural ruin in his description of the phases of the mind and how the human mind contains in its present state, current state, all the states it has passed through to reach the present, right? So in other words, you may be a grown person, but in your mind, within your mind, in your subconscious, all of your past states of development are there, which is why when you go to an old age home, you will see elderly people behaving like infants because it's sad to see they break down and they go back, they revert to infancy. Well, what does that have to do with our society? Well, it could be anything you want to make of it. But the point for you to think about today is the bigger issue today, which is why the society is melting down and you have your own reason. You can make your own reason up. You can say it anywhere you want. You can blame one side of the aisle or the other. But I'd rather stick to the philosophy rather than the politics. I find uh, politics very boring and tedious and uh, too easy to predict of which way people are going to go, what they're going to say about it. Uh, we do know some of the reasons. We don't know all of the reasons. But we do know a few facts. And one of the main facts is that suicide among males is four times higher than among females. Male deaths representing 79% of all U.S. suicides. And it's prevalent mostly amongst Caucasian males. 
You have to ask yourself why. Well, I'm figuring you can have your own reason for that, and uh, you'll you'll come to your own conclusions. But it's not only in America. Uh, Europe has a suicide epidemic right now. India, China have suicide epidemics right now. And uh, it's pretty frightening. Youth suicide, by the way, is increasing at the greatest rate. It's not the greatest rate, but it's increasing at the greatest rate. It's increasing at the greatest rate. And males are four times more likely to die from suicide than are females. Well, they're sobering statistics, important to talk about, somewhat related but not totally related to politics, but certainly you can't uh, rip politics out of this discussion and have a rational discussion in a society where politics seems to be running everything today, you know? 855-407-282, that is the phone number. This is the Savage Nation. Again, I'm trying to make make this a little different in talk radio Go back to what it should be. And remember, this is the Savage Graduate School of Political Science where everyone gets an A. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. Okay, well, we're talking about a sober topic. We can move on, but there is an epidemic of suicide in America and in the world for that matter. In America, the suicide is raging. Suicide is raging primarily amongst males and especially amongst white males. And then there's the issue of violence in America, which is under the surface. And I'm trying to relate it all to Freud's essay on um, civilization and his discontents. And and you say, well, that's a big stretch. Maybe, maybe not. But it's a good idea for you to think about. If you're a reader, I suggest you read some Freud and get a, a handle on what great minds are like and on psychoanalysis in particular, which is really not in favor as much as it once was in America, it's all pharmacological today. In other words, everything is a drug. If you're depressed, you take this. If you're manic, you take that. If you're depressed, you take that. So apparently pharmacology is the answer to everything, or is it? Of course it isn't. Just as psychoanalysis was not the answer, neither is medication the answer. What is the answer? Well, once religion was the answer. Faith in God, a faith in the hereafter, kept people stable through generations. Generations. Suicide was unheard of. Divorce was almost unheard of because religion kept the glue of the family together. You know, it's just you watch movies from another period. The wedding was the signature event of a person's life. Weddings and funerals. Now, well, what's a wedding today? And what's a funeral today? They burn your body, throw you into a, into a crematorium. That's a burial? They don't even have a funeral today. Nothing. The human body is seen as nothing but trash to be thrown in the garbage. After a lifetime of struggles, you throw the body into into an inferno and you burn it up. Why? I don't know. You figure that one out. Isn't that a loss of religion? You know, not every religion accepts the funeral pyre. Some do, some don't. The Vikings burnt their bodies. Native Americans had the funeral pyre. They didn't bury But the uh, Western civilization, Western civilization never burned the body. And now they do burn the body. Why? Because there's a lack of respect and interest in life itself. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Spans of the spoken word. Welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Civilization and its discontents, not by me, but by Sigmund Freud. Civilization and discontents. What exactly am I talking about? I can't review everything I did in the first hour because you can do it by listening to the podcast later on. But I'm trying to tie that into the uh, death of civilization as we know it. And then I'm tying it into the high suicide rate amongst males in America, most particularly white males. We're talking about that. As far as the news itself goes, you know, you have to question yourself how a party can side with Iran and sympathize with an arch-terrorist and still collect votes is beyond comprehension to me. Here's Iran shoots down a Ukrainian, a Ukrainian commercial jet, and the Democrats are still on the side of Iran. Here is Iran using bulldozers to clear the crash sites so no one can check out why the plane was shot down. And the ambassador, who was a trained liar, uh, calls claims that his country is clearing the uh, crash site a lie. This is the story right now. Then you got uh, pictures of Bill Clinton and Ghislaine Maxwell on Epstein's Lolita Express and the very same vermin in the media who lied to the American people on a minute-by-minute minute basis. The Wolf Blitzers, the Jake Tappers, lie for a living and get re- rewarded in ways you could never imagine. The greatest thieves of all time never made the kind of money that these main men make. Never. Have they mentioned Bill Clinton on Epstein's Lolita Express? Or are they still talking about uh, Russia collusion with Donald Trump? Well, we're facing an uphill battle here. When you have a media that is so twisted and so hateful and hates the people so much and lives only for itself, a media of the media, by the media, and for the media, And then you've got the ordinary people here screaming mad with rage, literally want to reach to a screen and strangle them, and we have no power whatsoever. Occasionally, you have a voice here and there who resonates with you. Hopefully, mine does more than it doesn't. And you say, well, I have hope. What hope do you have? What's the hope? How is this going to get any better when these people are not called on the carpet for what they're doing? How is it going to get any better when a media can be as lying as the Iranian media and get away with it and reward their puppets with 7 to $10 million salaries or more? Tell me how. 
Tell me when there are no consequences to lying about everything. Then you have crazy people, outright crazy people like Nancy Pelosi, who's in charge of the Democrat Party. She's clearly nuts. You could see the tardive dyskinesia in her, uh, the actions of her face, her gait, her inappropriate smiles, her loss of, uh, of a train of thought, the, uh, wet, the wetness in the, in, the, in the oral cavity while speaking, the spittle the laughter, the crazy eyes, the face going in different directions. And even her own party can't do anything with her. So finally she yields. She'll send the article of impeachment in next week. That's after her whole party. The leadership was saying, enough already. You're blowing it for us. So there, some of them are saying they know it's just politics, but they understand that she, she blew it for them. But I don't want to talk about that stuff because it's boring. It's stuff. It's run of the mill. It's, it's, it's like, you know, regular tea. You want to talk about something more important, and uh, I would, and I would think the suicide epidemic, the violence epidemic, and and such, and tying it into Freud is, is an interesting topic, and we got loads of callers on that, by the way. I took a chance, I threw it out there, and the lines are lit like crazy, because people are very interested in the suicide epidemic, and the subject in general, of why white males are committing suicide at such a high rate. It's a very important topic that you're not going to hear from Jake Tapper or Wolf Flitzer. They have encouraged hatred for the white male. Look at the Democrat campaign going back a year. If you listen to the early rhetoric of Bernie Sanders, it was all hating white males. Even moronic Joe Biden, as stupid as he is, as you know, regular Joe, regular Joe, six-pack Joe, the moron in the beginning of this last year all of his rhetoric was mouthing the same crap that occasional cortex was feeding uh, her constituents of idiots and illegal aliens. White males no good, Western civilization evil, slavery was caused by white males, on and on. That was Joe Biden. Then someone dummied him up and said, hey, idiot, your whole appeal is to the white male. Your only chance of winning is to get the Joe six-pack to vote for your dummy. Suddenly changed his tune. Even Bernie Sanders, the hater, the spitter, the seltzer man spitter, the most hateful, deceitful men in modern American history, Bernie Sanders, the most dangerous in American history, because if he was a flaming uh, flamethrower type espousing his Marxism, he would be seen for what he is. But because he looks like a kindly Jewish grandfather who can't hurt a soul, who only cares about the poor and the illegal immigrant. I'm sorry, the immigrant, not even can even say illegal with Bernie. He only wants fairness, him and Larry David. They only want fairness. Both super multimillionaires, especially Larry David, and yet they want fairness. Why don't they just take some of their money and give it to the poor? Why doesn't Larry David move some of the bums from Los Angeles' Skid Row into Larry David's uh, mansions? He's got plenty of room in them because that's where their rhetoric will lead. If you think this is uh, mere hyperbole, you're wrong. You will lead there. Just read Boris Pasternak's great novel, and you'll understand where communism always goes. You say, but they're not communists. They're Democrat socialists. That's because you're naive, and you do not know that socialism is communism. Socialism is voted in. Communism is brought in the barrel of a gun. Bernie Sanders is a flaming communist revolutionary, and no one listening to this show would benefit from the policies he is espousing. He is a liar through and through. He is a descendant of Karl Marx. 
certainly not a blood descendant, but an intellectual descendant of Karl Marx, of Trotsky. That is who Bernie Sanders is. But he was packaged in this innocent, grandfatherly way to pervert the minds of millions. And so that is what we are facing today. And with a lack of education or understanding of where his policies would lead, uh, we have an electorate of, of dumbbells. The only hope we have is that enough people wake up before November. That's all. But let's get down to the brass tacks of male suicide, if you don't mind. It's a terrible topic, I admit. Horrible. It's like talking about hell itself. But um, there are many reasons for it. Maybe by talking about male suicide, it's not that women don't commit suicide, but male commit at a higher rate. Maybe we can prevent one person from doing it to themselves. You know, maybe, just maybe. So what is the reason? What are the reasons? Many reasons. Uh, certainly it's to do with, let's start with the, the obvious. Religion thrown out the door. So you don't learn that in Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Buddhism, and Hinduism, suicide is completely unacceptable. You don't learn that. It's a very serious offense. Talmud says, for him who takes his own life with full knowledge of his action, the Hebrew word is badaf, no rites are to be observed. There is to be no rending of clothes, no eulogy. But people should line up for him at the end of the burial ceremony and the mourner's blessing should be recited as the family passes through out of respect for the living because it's considered a disgrace to commit suicide. Christianity, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 16, 17, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Suicide is sin. But with the advent of degeneracy in America, especially as promulgated by Harvey Weinstein's uh, school of, uh, of filmology, there is no shame. There is no shame. And yet shame is the beginning of wisdom. How, when have you last heard about shame? Haven't you been taught for 30 years you should have no shame? That if it feels good, do it. If you, if you feel like rubbing up against the, uh, let's stop right there, it's a family show. If it feels good, do it. You feel like um, laying down in the gutter like a mink and fornicating with a stranger, go ahead and do it. If it feels good, do it. Does that lead to happiness or does it lead to the death of the soul? How did this happen? Did it happen overnight? Happened not overnight, it happened over a long period of time. No one man, no one show. No one voice is going to turn the ship around. Not especially when you have such a powerful media that is so committed to violence, degeneracy, and the destruction of civilization. Then you have the pharmacological industry, the drug industry. Uh, they think that drugs are the answer to everything. And yet if you look into the use of antidepressants, for example, again, if you're on them, don't, don't take my advice, please. Call a doctor and listen to what they say to you. There have been numerous and too numerous examples of suicides, homicides from those taking antidepressants. It's well known, well established. But again, why don't you see it on Fox News? Why don't you see any relationship between suicide, violence, antidepressants on uh, any of the cable channels or any of the media? Again, Dr. Savage will tell you because of interlocking corporate directorships. 
What does that mean? It means the same individuals who sit on the boards of the companies that make the antidepressant drugs sit on the boards of the media companies. They sit on the boards of the media companies and the media. So they determine what shall and shall not be played uh, on the media. So you don't know anything about it. And so th these are some of, the, some of the issues. So how do we fix this? I can't fix it. I'm here to talk about it, not to fix it. Remember, I'm only a talk show host. That's all. One, you know, one show at a time. That's all I have to do is one show at a time without exhausting myself, without getting overly excited. I don't want to just appeal to the mob. I want to educate and enlighten the people, and maybe things will change for the better. That's all I can do in uh, my life on, on Earth and my life here on the radio. That's all I can do. So maybe it's too highbrow to talk about this stuff instead of doing what is normally taken to be talk radio today. You know, Trump, great. Democrats, no good. Trump put here by God. I mean, I love Donald Trump. I think he's a great man personally. I know him personally. He called me this Tuesday after a show on my iPhone, and he asked about my health and how I was. He asked about my family. I know the man through the simple things. And you know something? You can tell things about people through the simple things. When I was on the plane with him, uh, it wasn't planned, and I was ushered into the flying Oval Office. I'm going to tell you the hot dog story for a second again. It's very telling about a man. Do you know another leader of that stature? He's the most powerful man on earth who, when the, the valet brings him in two hot dogs, and he sees the interloper, Savage, sitting there in front of him. He sees Savage's eyes dart at the hot dog because Savage, too, was hungry. And he says to the interloper sitting uh, at his desk, would you like one? The interloper says, sure, I'm hungry. And he gives the interloper from his own plate. He has the valet bring another plate. And he says to the interloper, would you like mustard or ketchup? The interloper says, I don't eat sugar, I'll take the mustard. And the most powerful man on earth dollops out mustard from his own plate to the interloper. What does that tell you about the man? Is that what Jake Tapper tells you Trump is? Is that what the degenerates in the media tell you that Trump is? I know the man, they don't. They are not fit to wipe dog crap off his shoes, as far as I'm concerned. They're garbage. They're the filth of human civilization. They stand for everything wrong with our society and nothing good about it. Is he great? He's wonderful. Is he right about everything? Mostly he's been right about many things, not everything. He knows I'm critical of his policies with regard to the environment and the animals. And it's still a heartbreak to me that there's no way to penetrate uh, these, these uh, bureaucrats who've taken over the Department of Interior who are decimating and killing with impunity. But I can't talk about that because it's not going to change anything. All that matters is that we don't have the communists and socialists take over this country or we will be living in hell itself. That's the opening to the show. If you care to call, the phone number is 855-400-SAVAGE. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Well, going back to Freud just for a minute, um, he claims there are three different aspects of the mind that fight for control in every one of us. You probably know that. In other words, you approach something and you avoid something at the same time and you feel yourself, you know, having a plus minus on, on, on a lot of things. And uh, so Freud defined them as the ego, which is the sense of self that all of us possess. It's a unique personal identity, the ego, right? We heard ego. 
Then there's a superego, which is a kind of conscience. And the conscience is the framework of ideals, values, moral codes instilled in every individual by their families and by the society in which we are raised. And then there is the id, which is the unconscious, beyond our awareness. It is very powerful. The id does not care about anything or anyone else. Cares about nothing. The id is seething with the basic desires and drives of life. The unquenchable desire that you may have for food, for sex, for survival. The id wants what it wants, and it wants it right now. That is what Freud defined it as the defined it as the pleasure principle. So ask yourself what the media most promotes in the human being. It's the id, the basic drives. It pushes food, sex down your throat day and night. And what does it reject? What does the media reject? Because they can't sell it. What? The conscience. It's been attacked and killed by Rupert Murdoch and his minions for decades. The superego, the conscience, the values, the ideals, the moral codes. You can't sell that. You can't make a living on it. So Zuckerberg and company, Murdoch and company, don't peddle the superego. Instead, they peddle the id and items related to the id. Well, that's a uh, pocket view of Freud's uh, civilization and his discontents on the savage nation. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Civilization and its discontents. Are you discontent? You want to blame it on civilization as the left does? Tear it all down, girl. Tear it down, man. You think you're going to be better off if you tear it all down, man? I don't think so. In fact, it's the civilization itself that permits you to even think you could tear it all down and nothing will happen to you. Um, We've organized ourselves into civilized society to escape suffering. Freud says... uh, in doing so, we only inflicted it back upon ourselves. So where has this disillusionment with human civilization arisen? That's <laughs> a topic for novels, philosophers, theologians, right? You're disillusioned. You're sure it's civilization that's done it to you. It's too uptight. If only you could be, um, I don't know, not as constrained then your antagonism towards civilization will dissipate and you'll feel better, according to the left. That leads to what? It leads to rampant degeneracy. If it feels good, do it. Sleep with anyone you want. Have 50 sex partners a week. Has that led to happiness? Drugs. Try drugs. First, try some marijuana. Did that lead to happiness? Well, no, because it's for babies. Tots for pots, you were told. So then you went on to horse because horse was boss. And then you went on to crack or you went on to this and you went on to that because you couldn't find satisfaction. Rolling Stones wrote songs about it. You can't get no satisfaction. 
So where does it all lead? Well, it's because of Trump that you're miserable, right? That's what the left thinks right now. If only they get rid of the orange man, all will be well again. Their life will be improved. They'll be dancing in the streets again. If only Trump were gone. Wouldn't matter that he's eliminated un- unemployment largely. Uh, world's at peace. There's no draft. Knocked off the world's leading terrorist. That doesn't matter. If only the orange man were gone, there'd be happiness again. Liberation would, would reign through the land. That's the, the illusion. That is currency. Currency. That's the illusion that is currency amongst the uh, left. Is that civilization itself is no good because, well, it's just uptight. It's too white. It only a little looser, a little more native, so to speak. You wouldn't be quite as neurotic. You'd be much happier. You'd be more European if you only eschewed the shackles of, of uh, religion, the shackles of civilization. Has that worked? You tried it? What's it done for your life? I, these are the questions. I mean, I have some answers. Maybe you don't agree with them. Maybe you do agree with them. What does it have to do with male suicides? A lot of stuff it has a lot to do with it. And um, if you care to talk about it, we have one or two open lines. There are some real political topics. Any Tusum Newsom has given free health care to illegal alien seniors. Isn't that kind of him? Isn't that a kind governor to offer free health care to illegal alien seniors? They deserve it. If they just walk through the Rio Grande, they don't speak English, they have no culture whatsoever of their own, let alone of this civilization or this society, give them all the benefits of society that they didn't earn. That's Gavin Newsom. It's because he's a kind and gentle man. He, like Nancy Pelosi, are kind and gentle. They're not uh, politicians uh, at all. They care about people, Right? All right, everyone gets an A in the Savage Nation today, Savage Graduate School of Political Science, 855-407-282. Let's take some calls. California, CJ, you've been holding. You're up on the Savage Nation. Go ahead. What's your topic? Hi. Uh, hi. Uh, thank you. I agree with the, everything you've said so far. I think that this white supremacy kick that they've got out there is very destructive, plus feminism, which is really masculism, where these women are trying to be men. And I think we're in a battle, a a real battle between good and evil. For example, we are in a battle against homosexuality. Now, there is the idea of live and let live, but what's happened is not just a question of allowing people to do their style. They are combative, and they're attacking in our schools the white boys. And the boys don't know who in the heck they are. And as you said before, there's this drug, there's this repressed anger, and they don't know what men don't know what to do. I think the answer is men have to start confronting women like Trump does. And I think it's spiritual. The whole thing is a spiritual battle because what's happening is they don't know what the relationship with a man and a woman is. They don't understand that they're... Wait, wait, when you say they don't, who's they? Uh, well, I'd say the liberals and these people who are more satanic than anything else. We, we are in a battle. Well, okay, we can take it down to the sexual level, and you wouldn't be wrong to a certain extent, but it's not purely sexual, in my opinion. Uh, you now have an emerging concept of fluid sexuality. 
that's considered normal now amongst the, the effete left. The word fluid, I'm fluid sexuality, I'm not binary. You've heard those terms, I'm sure, correct? I haven't heard the word fluid, but I understand. Oh, yes. Fluid means if it feels good, do it. If you want to sleep yeah, with a dog, if you want to sleep with a dog, go ahead, because you're a fluid sexual person. And, and you don't want to be constrained by binary sexual concepts. That's for your great-grandmother. Uh, yeah, that's satanic. That's, yeah, that, no, no. I mean, if it feels good, do it. As I said, want to sleep with a dog, go ahead. If it feels good, do it. That's the, the ethos, if you want to call it that, of the left. That's a complete breakdown of sanity. I agree, and I think the church... Well, okay, I think we've done that one. That's, that's good. I'm not cutting her off because I think she's wrong. I am moving on because there's so many people who want to, you know, get their two cents in, right? Lane in Fresno, for example. Go ahead. What's your opinion as to why things are breaking down? Well, you know, Michael, uh, you like uh, scriptures from uh, the Old Testament. Here's Proverbs 29:18. It says, Where there is no vision, the people go unrestrained. But happy are they that are keeping the law. So one of the biggest problems with people today is that they ha there's no vision for the future. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Here we're living in very uh, critical times. They're difficult to deal with. And, uh, of course, the scriptures uh, have something to say about, about the times that we're living in. But the, uh, the thing that's lacking for a lot of these people, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. They're, they don't see any uh, help. And... Uh, well, how? Okay, so let's go to you. Where do you see light at the end of the tunnel? What's your light? What? What is your light? Where is my light? Well, you know what? My light is. Uh, I, I do go to the Bible. I do find a lot of uh, soul, uh, solace there. I see uh, uh, hope beyond these uh, critical times that we're living in that are outlined in the scriptures. Second Timothy, third chapter, outlines a lot of what we're seeing today. Uh, people are unrestrained. Uh, they love money. Uh, they have no uh, family uh, interest in family uh, with uh, many uh, today. Right, right. Absolutely. The bedrock of civilization has always been the family, and the family has been under assault Absolutely. for at least at least fifty straight years. Right now, by by the by the other side. Let's put it to you that way. And my uh, okay, I agree with you. The family is the bedrock of of society and of civilization in all societies. And the family has been mocked and degraded by the Harvey Weinsteins uh, of the world, in plain English. So, you know, I read that people are in prison. They read the Bible over and over again. And what do they get from the Bible? Well, even if you get poetry from the Bible in prison, you're getting more than you would by watching television in prison. And you look at things like prophecy in, in the Bible. And I remember this one uh, from Joel. I don't know the exact quote. I believe I have it right here, actually, Joel 3. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. That's an interesting one. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. What does that mean? It means what you want it to mean. Does the Bible hold any value in this age of ours? Do people actually turn to it? Don't know. I have no idea. What did Micah say? For the rich men thereof are full of violence, and the inhabitants thereof have spoken lies, and their tongue is deceitful in their mouth. Therefore I also do smite thee with a grievous wound. I do make thee desolate because of thy sins. Thou shalt eat, Harvey, but not be satisfied. 
and thy sickness, Jake, shall be in thine inward parts. And wolf, thou shalt conceive, but shalt not bring forth. You get it? And Jake, whomsoever thou bringest forth, will I give up. You see how it is. But this is just uh, rubbish to most people today, especially the smart college-educated people. They look at this and they laugh at it. They don't hate the religious if, uh, if they can avoid them. They just mock them. They don't see any of them in their restaurants in West Hollywood or in San Francisco or in New York. They never see the religious. And so they eat and they taste nothing. They drink and they feel nothing. And they pay good money for it. And they don't know why. They eat and they shall not be satisfied. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the nation had avenged themselves of their enemies. You know, I, I've read that one with, with uh, some foresight of what's coming. Joshua predicted nuclear winter, particularly for a country like Iran, if you want to get very particular. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the nation had avenged themselves of their enemies. If they continue to poke Israel, if they continue to threaten to annihilate Israel from the face of the earth, as the Satanists or the mullahs continue to do, they'll be nuked off the face of the earth as sure as I'm sitting here. Years ago, I wrote a book, a novel, three in a row, the Jack Hatfield series. Make a great Netflix series, but since Netflix is run by Satanists, you're never going to see any of these three Jack Hatfield novels uh, turn to film. One of them was called Abuse of Power. It was actually my favorite. It was the first in the series. Then A Time for War. And the final in the series was called Countdown to Mecca. And it begins with a plane bound for Amman, Jordan, which goes down in the Caspian Sea. And the crash yielded no survivors, except the Russian mercenary who hijacked the flight. And a cask containing an agent of unprecedented destructive potential is uh, gone missing from the wreckage. And in that beginning of that novel, a carefully plotted terrorist attack is put into motion. And the resulting chaos might be enough to push America toward another costly war. The one man who I created who might be able to stop the attack is Jack Hatfield, a freelance reporter who has never shied away from controversy. And after making a politically incorrect statement about Islamic extremists, Jack has been so discredited as a journalist and he's left to pick up the pieces of his broken career. But when his half-brother Sammy calls him, saying that his neighbor Anna overheard something that she shouldn't have heard, and now both their lives are in danger, Jack realizes he's stumbled upon a conspiracy to destroy Mecca. And now he and a group of like-minded friends on the fringes of the law get together to uncover the plot who's behind the plot and stop them or else witness the collapse of the world. So Jack actually works to stop the conspiracy to nuke Mecca. Do you understand that? Michael Savage's Countdown to Mecca, by the way, which was prophetic, that should have been picked up by the media and lauded for its courageous uh, counterpoint, which is that a group of military men are actually plotting to destroy Mecca and that this journalist hero uncovers the plot and tries to stop the plot from happening. This book should have been translated into the Arabic but it never was. Do you know why? Because the very same forces that are anti-family, anti-God, anti-religion are actually anti-truth. And here I am, and there you are, and I shall return. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. 
All right, welcome back. So I, I have a text from someone who says, Michael, the psychs vote on mental disorders. They decide what's a mental disorder. And most of it's a sham, he says. 50 million Americans are on these toxic drugs, many on more than one. And these drugs have terrible side effects. He says it's all about the money. Suicides and mass killings up, psych drugs up too. He's right. There's no question about it. I go all the way back to Columbine. They always hide what drugs these kids are on. Most of them are on antipsychotic medication. And there's a reaction to them that is often suicidal and violent. And uh, this is a topic that, of course, needs discussion. But it won't be discussed to any great extent because, as I said, uh, remember what Dr. S. taught you, beware the uh, medico-media complex, number one, and again, the interlocking corporate directorships, which is really ironic in a way because that concept of interlocking corporate directorships was very popular in the 60s amongst the left. They were 100% right. The left taught that very same concept, the concept of interlocking corporate directorships. But now that they control the media, uh, they don't want you to know that the board members who are on the media boards are also on the drug company boards, et cetera, and so on. And uh, that's all to the detriment of our society. So, you know, be aware there are many heroic suicides on Prozac-like compounds. Uh, there's only a limit to how long you can keep pumping up the serotonin or preventing the reuptake of the serotonin with the SSRIs until eventually the serotonin levels just completely die and the patient goes completely crazy, throws themselves off a building or kills somebody. There are consequences. In other words, you eventually you're going to pay the piper, right? So there it is. That's what I did today. I did a show on civilization and its discontents from the point of view of uh, Freud's great work and how it relates to suicide in uh, America and the Western world today. I hope that you've gotten some things out of it. And I hope that you look more into some of it, the suicide epidemic, violence in our society. Just remember that everyone gets an A in the Savage Graduate School of Political Science. And with God's will, will and your listenership, I shall return on this program right on your local station or on the stream where the show is a king. It's the king of stream. And I appreciate your listenership. Thank you for listening. See you Monday. The Westwood One Podcast Network.